Support for this podcast comes from Troy University, dedicated to teaching a new generation to lead change. Information on leadership opportunities available to students from day one is at troy.edu slash lead change. From Troy Public Radio, this is In Focus, and I'm Carolyn Hutchison. StoryCorps is the nation's largest oral history project, and the Great Thanksgiving Listen is the perfect time for anyone to record an interview. Austin Toy, podcast manager and audio producer at Troy Public Radio, joins us today to talk about his StoryCorps recording experience and the surprising things he found out from his father about their family. Austin Toy, so great to have you back on Troy Public Radio for In Focus. Well, thank you so much for having me. And we're talking about StoryCorps today, StoryCorps and the Great Thanksgiving Listen. Austin, was StoryCorps your first introduction to broadcasting? That's right, although I didn't really think about it that way at the time. Uh, I was just trying to record some of my uh, family history and family stories. And, of course, Thanksgiving and all of the holidays are a great time for people to whip out that cell phone and record an elder someone they admire, a mentor, a friend, and put it in the nation's largest oral history project, which is StoryCorps. Well, Austin, let's delve into the StoryCorps interview you did. What was it about your dad that you wanted to do a StoryCorps oral history interview? Well, he's a great storyteller. That's uh, his whole thing with his art is he wants to tell stories in his paintings. But he has lots of great family stories that he's always telling. And I can never keep straight the names and the dates and, who you know, who who did this and who did that. And I was like, this, you know, this needs to be preserved. But my memory is not going to be uh, the way it gets preserved. So I thought we need to record this forever. And so when I uh, stumbled upon StoryCorps, I thought this is perfect. Well, not only did you hear about your dad, you heard about your great-great-grandfather. He was telling you about him. Can you play a clip that's in the StoryCorps archives? Absolutely. So this is my dad telling how the Toy family settled in Tennessee and uh, about their fortunes and misfortunes. But the oldest one that I know about is a man named John Dutch Toy. He built that home and the barn, and that was in 1875. Wow. And that would have been my great great grandfather. He was a coffin maker. That's what he did for hmm. business. And he also had sort of like a general store there on the creek, but this was in a wow. you know, very rural area. There was yeah. nothing around. But one of his five children was Lawrence, and that turned out to be my grandfather. And he was a whiskey maker. But he had cattle uh, sort of as a side. As a front. front. As a front, exactly. And then his wife, her name was Kofi, and they got married. She was very young when they got married. She was 13, and I think he was 16. And, of course, they moved in the house with John. And John was known as Dutch Toy because he came from the Pennsylvania Dutch area. Uh And the people there all just called him Dutch. 
So they all lived together, and Kofi, my grandmother, she would sew the linings for the coffins. So she, that's the stories mm-hmm. that I remember. She always told me that that's what she did, and she always called him Mr. Toy. Uh, John was oh, referred wow. to as Mr. Toy. But Lawrence was a big man, and it, mm-hmm. the tragedy about him was even though he was a whiskey maker, he occasionally he would like to get into his whiskey. And mm-hmm. so a few times uh, he would gamble as well. He lost the farm a few times, and Matoy would have to – we called her Matoy potoy and so she had to get the farm back on occasions and he wrecked a few trucks and then eventually he did turn the tractor over on him and mm. kill him so that and she was standing on the porch talking on the phone to my aunt ped saying he's going to turn that tractor over on him and and he did so that was a tragic end to that so austin your great great grandfather this was around 1875 he had quite a story Yes, he built the uh, what started as a little one-room cabin, and then every generation that's lived in that house since has expanded, including my parents. Tell me more about your dad and his art education. He has a uh, traditional art education. He went to Austin P. State University, but the cool thing about his paintings is he's always trying to tell a story. So lots of his paintings are about things that have happened in our family history, and he even has one about uh, his grandfather, the, the moonshiner. I believe your dad was called the Great Toy Sini. Where did that come from? That's right. His friends in high school, they kind of were joking and kidding him about, you know, being an artist because that wasn't a very traditional thing to do in Middle Tennessee in the 1960s and 70s. So they said he needed a uh, more artsy name to go with his career, and so they dubbed him the Great Toy Sini. And so he he'd liked it and ran with it, and it stuck. He had something unique that he put in his paintings. Let's share a clip of what that was. You do have lots of aliens in your paintings. Is there any particular reason for that? Were you contacted? I have not ever been contacted, but I tell you, that is the greatest seller you can use to put put a flying saucer in your painting. And I tell you, it sells every time. Mm. And I have met so many people who will come up and talk to you about it because they've all been taken up. And they'll, I have countless stories of people who have been taken up, and they see my they see the spaceships in my paintings, or the aliens in and. You know, it's just a great icebreaker. <laughs> you just you meet the greatest people that way. So, Austin, how in the world did he come up with this idea of putting aliens in his paintings? Well, before our interview, I always thought that he did just like aliens because he likes alien movies. He likes, like, old B movies. He loves, like, Godzilla and the Blob. And so I didn't know that it was uh, he was actually using it as a marketing strategy. I just thought he liked to put aliens in his paintings because it was weird. Another thing your dad seemed to enjoy was reading to the kids. You have a clip about that. The one thing that we did do right was we we told y'all stories every day and we mm. read to you every day. And I think that is that's the most important thing you can do. And we did do that. So if it was something that uh, I would do different, maybe just more of that, if, mm. if nothing else. And uh, because we tried. We told you not to go into the art. <laughs> it didn't work. We tried. We told you not to. <laughs> when you were read to, all the time you were growing up, did this influence what you majored in in college? Oh, uh, undoubtedly. Uh, I still remember my parents read to me all the time, and that was such an important thing. I majored in English in college, no coincidence. Maybe they should have been reading me uh, medical textbooks, and I could have been a doctor, but... 
uh, they, they read me mostly, you know, young adult fiction. And so that's uh, what I got into. So now you have transitioned into podcast producing, and that is broadcast stories. That's right. I'm following the long family tradition of, uh, of telling stories. Hopefully not the, the moonshining and, and dying on a tractor part, though. Give us your advice. Your listeners are wondering how to get into this great Thanksgiving Listen project of StoryCorps. How would you advise them to do that? Well, they can go to StoryCorps.org. Austin, StoryCorps is known as the nation's largest oral history project. What did it mean to your family to participate in this? Oh, it means a lot. It's it's just so important for us to preserve these things in the past because we're really one of the first, you know, generations that's been able to do that. I mean, we've had recording, you know, capabilities for you know, 100 or more years, but the first generation where it's widely available for anyone to just walk in and say, yeah, I want to make a digital recording of my family's personal like history and stories. It's going to last in perpetuity. So we have a great chance to preserve things that would ordinarily be lost. So you're saying take advantage of this opportunity to record the person of your choice for StoryCorps, the great Thanksgiving listen. I want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. That was Austin Toy, Troy Public Radio's podcast manager and audio producer, reminiscing about his family history as told by his father in a StoryCorps interview. To record your own StoryCorps interview with your cell phone, the StoryCorps.org website has complete instructions. Thanks for joining us today for In Focus, which is now a podcast on NPR One or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Carolyn Hutchison, and this is listener-supported Troy Public Radio.